0: And Robson puts it away 6461 This is
1: a podcast From TheBuglePodcast.com The Bugle Audio newspaper for a visual world Hello buglers, and welcome to issue 240 of the Bugle, the prized turnip in the otherwise rotten vegetable box of life for the week's beginning Monday the 1st of July 2013, that's another half year we won't have to do again Phew, (laughs) half a year close to the merciful release of Armageddon With me, Andy Zaltzman, live in London's glamorous central London district and joining me by the commercialised witchcraft that is modern technology live from the Big Apple, it's the Big Apple Pip the showerer's art of showbiz himself, John Oliver.
0: Hello, Andy. Hello, Buglers. It's been a frantic week here in the United States, Andy, with the Supreme Court throwing out decisions like it's their job, which (laughs) it is. Uh, They struck down the Voting Rights Act and also the Defence of Marriage Act, simultaneously taking America 50 years backwards and hundreds of years into the present. (laughs) Uh, It's been a crazy week at... uh, at The Daily Show, sending us into our two-week summer break, which is now upon us. So we'll also be taking a couple of weeks off the bugle as I need to lie down and try to navigate the blur of what the f*** happened over the last <laughs> month. Uh, but there was a nice moment. Last night, Tom Goldstein was the guest. He runs a SCOTUS blog, which is a a fantastic blog about the Supreme Court. He's a lawyer who's argued cases before the Supreme Court numerous times. And there was a great moment when I went to see him in his dressing room before the show, and he was with his daughters, and they were playing on the floor. They are about like six and... And seven, and uh, he said to them, What's the most important thing that you're going to remember about tonight? And they looked up at him and they said, Don't repeat any of the words you hear on the show.
1: <laughs>
0: Those that are well trained kids, Andy. And he was right to prepare them because little did he or they know at that point that the first act ended on a chicken f- a joke. Now, <laughs> <laughs> there's a context for that joke, but it wouldn't actually make significantly
1: more sense. <laughs> And uh, how was how was Maggie Gyllenhaal, John? Uh, she was very she was very charming, right. very beautiful, very yep. uh,
0: you know she was very nice, Andy. Yep. Yeah.
1: You, did, you yeah. didn't tell her about the, the picture that you had pinned up but that BBC job.
0: <laughs> did I? Did I have a picture? I think I might have repressed that, Andy, All so right. I could have a conversation. I definitely, yeah. I, I do remember in the past <laughs> finding her incredibly attractive. <laughs> I mean, distractingly yeah. attractive. And then I, I do, I think I remember when she was booked on the show, thinking, I need to try and behave like a human being. <laughs> not like saying, Maggie, you might be the single most beautiful woman on the planet. <laughs> um, that's not really a question, that's a statement. Tell me about the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is Bugle 240, 240, of course. The number of pence in a pound until 1971. When we had decimalisation before that, we were all 240% better off under the old pence, unless we owned more than a pound, in which case it started to balance out. Uh, 240, also the number of times Lyndon B. Johnson referred to his bar as Little Mr. President in cabinet meetings before going off for a toilet break. (laughs) And we've got some big anniversaries uh, this week. Uh, Today, as we record, the 28th of June, 99 years since Archduke Franz Ferdinand had his clogs involuntarily (laughs) popped. Ah, disappointing for the big lad. Uh, 1st of July, John. I know, I'm surprised you're being allowed weeks off the Daily Show on one of the most historic anniversaries in American history. 50 years of zip codes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, where would America be as a nation without that?
0: Well, just bumping into each other, Andy. Just, you know, postmen just slamming into each other, running mindlessly with envelopes (laughs) with no destinations.
1: (laughs) And, of course, Independence Day... Uh, the fourth of fourth uh, of July, um, mm-hmm. but not just Independence Day. It's the two hundred tenth anniversary of the Louisiana Purchase in eighteen oh three. What the, a buy! What yeah, a buy! Well, the USA bought two million square kilometers of real estate off the French, containing not just Louisiana, but loads of other states thrown in free as well. Not all of them still exist, but some do. They include uh, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas, Arkansas too, axe? saw Arkanax, Kanuax, Nebraska. Uh, Iowa will pay her back then Wyoming and Montana 15 million bucks <laughs> for all that in today's money 230 million dollars and you have to ask John was it worth it because on today's values that land is now worth around 231 million dollars is that is that enough is that enough <laughs> of a return
0: top story this week Brazilian protesters set their goal Last couple of weeks, Andy, tens of thousands of people in Brazil have taken to the streets in protests. Um, At least I think they're protests, Andy. It's a little hard to tell with the Brazilians what the difference is between a protest or a carnival. Especially when with them involved, a protest can so easily turn into a carnival anyway when people suddenly start elaborately celebrating how well their protest is going. I think there there are clearly some warning signs that can help you... Uh, defined between the two, Uh, are people naked? Probably a carnival. Uh, Are they naked because they've had their shirts torn off while being dragged along the ground by police? Probably a protest. Um, Are there people dancing? Probably a carnival. Are there people fighting? Probably a football match. Are there police in riot gear? Probably a protest. Is that riot gear actually body paint? Probably a carnival. Uh, Is there... Is there tear gas in the air? Probably a protest. Is there glitter in the air? Probably a carnival. Are there water cannons being fired? Shit, that's a grey area. That is a <laughs> tricky one. It's complicated, Andy. They're complicated people. Even when they're angry, they're joyful.
1: <laughs> well, they do certainly write with a lot more flair than our writers, as we saw a couple of summers ago. Very tremendous to watch some and and really it's, it's fantastic. Often... When...
0: Yeah. It's hard to know whether it's, you know, it's, it's, it's born technique or whether it's just the way that you're brought up to express yourself better. <laughs>
1: but also you have to ask, you know, with all that flashiness, John, is there enough end products? And I guess, <laughs> you know, history will be the judge of that.
0: Well, we'll get to that. But, you know, the, 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 Conf- the Confederations Cup is being played in uh, the Brazil at the moment, all around the country. Uh, a tournament which is supposed to be a warm-up for Brazil hosting the World Cup next year and then the Olympics. And Brazil f***ing loves football. Andy, Brazil loves bikinis, football, women with feather wings, football, <laughs> beach volleyball, football, beach football, and football. Those are in that countries. That's right. Those are the country's <laughs> main areas of interest. But these rallies, protests, riots, and violence are nothing to do uh, with the particular games during the Confederations Cup. They were triggered by a 20 cent rise in public transport fares, and it just goes to show, Andy, everyone has their triggers. Now, it turns out that the Brazilian people will put up with a lot. They'll put up with syst- uh, systemic corruption. They'll put up with poor policing. They'll put up with deforestation and vast wealth gaps. But you do not. I repeat, you do not f*** with their bus fares, Andy.
1: <laughs> you don't do it. Well, that's how all revolutions began, um, just like this one. with uh, Yeah, it was 20 Brazilian cents, 10 US cents, about six pence. Rise in bus fares. I think that's what got Spartacus so cranky when he went rogue uh, in the ancient Roman days. Might also have been something to do with having uh, been made to fight to the death for the sake of entertainment and everyone having sex all the time in slightly unrealistic ways. I don't know, but uh, it's, it depends how much history was in the TV series. Uh, Turkey, recent Turkey protests. Of course, Bant began with a little tiff about town, town planning. The American Revolution, uh, as I'm sure our bu- American bugles will know, kicked off because Of a misunderstanding about whether you should brew tea in a cup or a pot or a harbour, um, <laughs> and um, the Russian Revolution was uh, triggered by Lenin losing beard of the year to Rasputin three years in a row. That's you know, yeah, it just, it
0: just really, it was wound too him much. Up. It was too much because at that point, now when you win it three years in a row, you keep the beard and he just wouldn't have
1: that. <laughs> uh, uh, but Brazil, it, you know, m- minor, minor bus fare rise, and it's, that is understandable, I guess, when your bus is. Basically, take about three hours to get anywhere, and you have no money anyway. So that's you know an extra maybe four to six hours a day in traffic. That is four to six hours less that you can spend playing football on the beach with an alarming acreage of buttercon shows. I mean that's that's, (laughs) that is going to get right to the heart of the the issue. The, the public transport issue was clearly just the trigger
0: for Brazilians to express other frustrations that have been building up. There are big concerns in Brazil over healthcare, security and rising inflation. And the government overspending on the World Cup and the Olympics has become the focus of this frustration. And you know that if Brazilians are angry about money being spent on the World Cup, there must be a huge <laughs> problem. Because they would be happy with the government setting fire to a pile of money if they were told that pile of money was a sacrifice for Pele. It
1: was exacerbated, as was the the, uh, protest in Turkey, by the police reacting to the initial peaceful protests with the restraint and delicacy of a hippopotamus in a lingerie shop. Oh, oh God, don't try the Basque. Don't try the Basque! (laughs) Oh, it's not your size. That was inevitable. (laughs) The the protests
0: have spread across the country uh, and numerous people have died and the Brazilian media claim the situation is out of control. In the capital, Brasilia, uh, uh, campaigners against social inequality placed 594 footballs in front of Parliament to show that, and I quote, the ball is in the court of the Congress to pass the reforms demanded by those on the streets. See, Andy, Brazilians even deliberate complicated economic issues through footballs, both <laughs> hypothetically and physically, they love football, Andy. I don't know how much clearer they need to make it.
1: But there were, as you say, there was a, you know a lot of issues that have bubbled to the surface amongst the rather beef laden placards at these protests include. One saying schools, not stadiums, which I mean that would I mean if they do follow that, that will make it an ex- a very different World Cup indeed. Massive crowd here, huge excitement now. Here comes the teacher. Right, quieting down, please. Can anyone uh, tell me the name of the Polish born astronomer who formulated a heliocentric view of the universe? Sir, sir, sir. Yes, Xavi of Spain. Eh, is it Galileo? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, Kurzhakov, Russia. Uh, is it Nikolaus Copernicus? Yes, Russia into the quarterfinals. And off the Argentinians went out after completely failing to understand the principles of differential calculus in yesterday's maths off against Mexico. This draw is opening up. Oh, it's been a long week.
0: It's a, that's a, like a glorious one man show, Andy. You, <laughs> glorious? You, t- you took me there. Uh, th- these protests have been the biggest that just Brazil say a word, has
1: just Say a word, John. I'm just happy. It doesn't need to be a major smurf, just any smurf. <laughs> There
0: is no major smurf, Andy. That's a, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of right. the smurf world. It's basically communism. Right. It's blue communism. <laughs> All smurfs are equal. Some put, smurfs I'll... are more equal than others. <laughs> Katy Perry smurfs is more equal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about this, Andy. So, a, don't she, get, me, don't she, get me into trouble. Is she a smurf? I, I, think, I think she's the lady smurf, and I can't remember her name. Really? No, and I, I should, as a smurf, I should your, have more do, knowledge of what the smurf movie does,
1: is. Does your smurf buff her smurf? Is that, I mean.
0: I don't... Possibly. <laughs> they made me make a lot of noises in there. They can <laughs> use those noises however they want. They, oh, yeah, they, just, they, you're
1: just abdicating responsibility, John.
0: They, they said at one point... I was only following at, like, orders. Act like you're so running. That, those Those kind of noises are transferable. Anyway, <laughs> let's... I I, I cannot talk about this, Andy. The point is, the protests have been the biggest that Brazil has seen in decades and definitely throw into focus the questionable logic of spending billions on sports tournaments when millions of your citizens live in borderline 16th century squalor. But they're already showing signs of success, these protests. President Dilma Rousseff resorted last week to praising the peaceful demonstrations for making democracy stronger. And... I wonder how gritted her teeth were when she made that statement, Andy. <clears throat> Does she have an emergency dentist at the side of the podium afterwards to prise her jaw apart? <laughs> uh, and the results aren't just verbal. They're also practical. In Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro, uh, the proposed transport fare increases have been reversed. Uh, the government has also pledged to speed up uh, the, the uh, broader reforms and Congress voted to use all the royalties from some newly discovered oil fields for education and health. So, so again, Andy, see, they even... They even protest like they play football with flair, <laughs> technique and impressive results. You can't <laughs> argue with the results, Andy.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know, John, because when we look back to the last World Cup, Brazil started very strongly in the group stages and then uh, all that's be going well. Those early results going forward, they couldn't see it through, could they, John? Couldn't see it through. They tanked it against the Dutch in the quarterfinal. So, I mean, will we see this all over again? I- I'm just saying, Andy, they've already achieved some very impressive Goals! <laughs> Competition time now, and we have yet another exclusive bugle competition following on from last week's Do You Want to Know What It's Like to Be a Tennis Ball Competition? Uh, <laughs> okay. This week. I'd forgotten that, Andy, <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed that. Oh, good. good. Glad to be of service, John. Just trying to bring some light into your otherwise unremitting gloom, stateside. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, now, there's been a big, big stories this week about what is going to happen to British banknotes. Uh, because um, the fiver is undergoing a change. The 19th century social reform celeb and humanitarian prison fan, Elizabeth Fry, is being ditched from the fiver. Really? Uh, Yep. Due to her face being too distracting and aggravating the economic crisis, because Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of reports of people queuing up in shops to buy stuff, thinking, yeah, I'm keeping the economy moving, and then looking down at Lizzie Fiver Fry on their banknote and thinking, Hang on, those prisons have not been sufficiently reformed. You drop (laughs) your £4.99 Ming vase you're about to buy, sprint out to the nearest prison and start shouting, REFORM, CURSED naughty HOUSE, REFORM! (laughs) So, had to go. And uh, the talk on the streets uh, is that the woman set to replace her is none other than Winston Churchill, the man. Uh, And V-sign pioneer uh, certainly told Hitler where to stick himself with that. Also at the forefront of developing other hand signals, including the Shaka sign. That's the thumb and little finger out, hang loose signal, which um, was adopted by surf Culture, but originally developed by Churchill during his brief stint as home secretary to signal when he wanted someone executed. Also uh, <laughs> pioneered the loser sign, the talk to the hand sign and the time out T signal, which um, I believe launched the uh, Dunkirk rescue. Um, but, uh, of course, the big problem is Churchill's not actually a woman, which will leave uh, Britain with uh, a dude only back of the banknote roster and... Uh, Oh, that's well, not good. It's not It's not ideal. There's quite a lot of uh, understandable um, upset about this. But that's not our problem at the Bugle, uh, because we've reached an exclusive deal uh, with the Treasury, Buckingham Palace, and the Royal Mint, uh, who are all big Bugle fans. Uh, and we're looking ahead to the next change of banknotes, the £10 notes, in a few years. And the Bugle's been selected to choose whose face should be on the new £10 notes, um, alongside, of course... Uh, the queen herself the uh, banknote babe the cutie on the currency the marilyn of the mint um, britain's <laughs> leading numismatic model for the last 61 years and buglers this is what this competition is about it could be you one lucky bugler will be the new face of the 10 pound notes the new mush on the money uh, chris have we definitely have we definitely have we definitely cleared this i mean the ink is still drying okay so, you will have your face adorning Britain's favourite banknote. Has it, de- has it definitely been signed? Yes. It's OK, right. Following in the footsteps of such luminaries as Flo Nightingale, the toastiest of all hotties from history, the Nicki Minaj of nursing, no less. Um, <laughs> it's just... fuck. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you
0: understand what you just said, Andy? Or did you just <laughs> did you just realise you needed some alliteration? Oh uh, well, you needed you know, know. a singer with starting with an N, and you thought of
1: Nicki Minaj. Do you know a single S- Nicki Minaj song? It's uh, did she do "Walking Back to Happiness"? Or was that Helen? <laughs> was that Helen Shapiro? I get I, guess, I get them confused. Uh, we'll meet again. Was that no? Was that uh, that was Dame Vera Um uh, She was. She did the. Um, uh, uh, she did uh, Edith Piaf songs, didn't she? Did she do an album of Edith Piaf <laughs> no. songs? No, a simple no would have done, oh, Andy. Okay. simple no, simple no. Anyway, also on the ten pound note previously, Charles Dickens, the original Chuck D, hip hop pioneer and novelist. <laughs> um, is this definitely happening, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think I'm, I don't want to raise people's hopes. And of course, currently on the ten pounds note, uh, Charles Darwin, the original Chuck D, the hip hop pioneer, <laughs> turtle fancier, and inventor of evolution. <laughs> If it hadn't been for him, we'd all still be dinosaurs, and I do not mean that as a compliment. Um, so, you would be joining in the uh, current roster. Can you, Chris, can you just give uh, give the guy at the Bank of England a call just to check? This is uh, sure, it's all right. <laughs> Good. Uh, you'll be joining on the current roster of banknote bonds. It's Not only uh, Winnie Churchill before he's ditched from the fiver, but also on the twenty pounds. It's Adam Smith, eighteenth-century economic star. Uh, uh, and long uh, along, alongside him, there's a picture of the uh, an illustration of the division of labor in pin manufacturing, which was uh, key phase in britain pinning the tail on the economic donkey in the 19th century i believe also the um a smash hit author of the uh, blockbuster the wealth of nations um, which he explicitly linked the wealth of a nation with the quality of its motorway service stations and uh, on the 50 pound notes Currently, you've got uh, your Matty Boltons and your Jimmy Watts, the literally steamy Industrial Revolution hunks, who did so much terrific work with steam engines, really kick-starting industrial yeah. manufacturing and making it possible, for example, uh, such things as uh, the George Foreman grill, the Oreo cookie and the Bugle T-shirt. Uh, so, to win this honour, to earn your place in British currency history, all you have to do, Buglers, is promise to do something of similar cultural, scientific and industrial importance... Uh, An impact of so the kind of shit that people like Dickens, Churchill, Whatley and Darwin did. So email us and tell us how you would revolutionise art, life, international politics or nurses' uniforms to win your place on the new £10 note. Um, it's uh, Is this definitely... Definitely. Because I, I just read this article in the paper saying it's probably going to be Jane Austen. So, I mean... It's fine. It's de- it is definitely going to be yes. a bugler. Right. And they're not just going to be on the f-ing watermark or something. It's actually going to be there. It's fine. It's sorted. Right properly on the note guaranteed right you're not I mean, you're not just going to get a tenner and like, stick a f-ing passport photo on it no ok good you've reassured me email your entries to info at the buglepodcast.com and mark your subject <laughs> uh, subject box my face your money <clears throat>
0: Your emails now. Uh, we have an email here from Canada saying, uh, "Andy, John, and Chris, uh, in order of least likely to be hiding from the U.S. government in Moscow." Uh, I've been listening a long time, and I really don't have anything worthwhile to say to you guys. But then again, yeah. I'm sure some. T- then again, I'm sure sometimes you guys start the show feeling the same way. <laughs> wow, that's uh, a yeah. that's a very point that's very difficult to argue with. <laughs> uh, I'm a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. yes, the cops on horses with funny hats on your grandmother's Canadian souvenir coffee mug.
1: <laughs> and uh, I was born in Newfoundland, a what very do you mean funny that was place on my, my grand, grandmother's shoulder blade as a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born in Newfoundland, a very funny place you must visit. <laughs> I was driving
0: an unmarked police car, surely an unmarked police horse. <laughs> uh, I, I was driving of my police car, ghost car, in Surrey, British Columbia, near Vancouver, one day, listening to a particularly bullshitish episode <laughs> of the Bugle. When a guy started changing lanes very aggressively while holding an iPhone in his hand, he was so focused on the iPhone that he didn't even seem to care about human life around him. That's what so that's I what could, good
1: design does, isn't it? Yeah, you know, just, <laughs> just
0: so I called up to him at the next traffic light planning to pull him over and ripping him a new one using my ticket book and telling him he was an idiot for driving like that while sitting at the light beside him what did I hear blast from his window? The bugle rooster! <laughs> how, how could I stay mad? I did pull him over and discuss roadside the awesome f- eulogy as well as his driving... <laughs> If you read this on the podcast, he knows who he is and should make a significant contribution to the Bugle as you guys saved him a very big ticket and a pissed-off Newfie cop yelling at him. <laughs> Love the show. Keep it up. Daily show is no Smurfs, John. Keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, P.S., I'm a Mountie, so I'm too polite to say, f*** you, Chris. F*** you, Christopher. Very
1: <laughs> um, the, we kept his name out of that for the sake of... We his kept his name own, out of that because... yeah, but that.
0: Yeah. But that is a, well, that is fantastic. We're buglers coming together in
1: the best possible way. Yeah, it's like the football match on Christmas Day in 1914 across No Man's <laughs> Land, but, but more so. <laughs> uh, thanks again for your emails. Uh, we're off for the next couple of weeks, but do keep me coming in and further suggestions for how to how John should end his uh, his run as the Daily Show host in a ball of. Blaze of, of career ruining glory. Don't
0: say ball of fire, Andy. That's where you're. That's oh, a metaphorical
1: the, oh, ball of fire. <laughs> I mean, it would. Uh, yeah, it would be unmissable television. You can't deny that. It, a literal it, it's, ball. It's of true. Fire. It's um, true. No one's going to forget that. It's not. It's not going to be like The
0: Sopranos ending or Cheers. You know, where you feel, <laughs> oh, it, you're going to know where you stand.
1: So All do right. keep the emails coming into info at the dot Check out our SoundCloud page, soundcloud, soundcloud.com slash the hyphen bugle and don't forget to come to my political animal show at the Udderbelly on the 11th of July and the recordings of The Greatest Test on the 3rd and 17th of July with me and Chris And now over to you John for a final moment in
0: modern broadcasting history It's been a while but uh, like any volcano it must erupt he has walked into the studio with a hot dog in one hand, a hot dog in the other hand, and a hamburger in his heart. Please welcome From America The Americans
2: Hey what's up, how you guys doing, huh? Hey. Ah, big build-up there, big build-up.
0: Well that's how that's how you like him, isn't it? Build-ups.
2: Yeah, yeah, just wanna be clear, one of my left hands is an Italian sausage. That's it's not a, a hot dog. There's a difference.
0: That's good to know. Now you were, you actually came into the studio bursting through a paper American flag, Why? and there was well no, no, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, 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 whoa. I would never destroy
2: American flag. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's go back. Take two steps back. Either we're gonna edit that out or we're gonna get it right. There's a couple <laughs> so of choices what, here.
0: What, so, so, what was what, what was it? What,
2: that was a that was a uh, what I would call a patriotically themed paper display. <laughs> that's what that was. That was that, absolutely not an American flag. There were a lot less than 50 stars on it. There was a couple of stars, a little red, white, and blue. Well, Maybe, you know, an Uncle Sam face. You know, things you can rip through, but, you know, you get the spirit. But you never destroy an American flag. And I'm going to say that, too, while we're on this topic. July 4th is coming up. It is. A lot of people think, hey, you know, maybe I'll put my American flag T-shirt on. Yeah? Do you put that in the laundry? Then don't wear it. Okay? Because it's disrespectful. So you're
0: saying don't wear it or don't wash it?
2: Look, if you love the flag, it's a flag. All right? You don't turn it into underwear. You don't need your dirty balls rubbing against red, white, and blue. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. You don't need well, old saggy rubbing against old glory. Okay. What I'm saying, <laughs> all right?
0: that, I mean, that makes some... That makes kind sense. Of, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, now, where do you stand on an American-themed uh, leather jacket?
2: Well, you know, it depends. Is it, is it American cowhide? You know what I mean? Well, well guess Look, if it's made out of kangaroo leather, don't wear it. You know, you got to know where it's made. If it's made by China, burn it. That's not. By the way, if a flag is made in China and you burn it, that's not disrespecting the flag. No, that is absolutely it is not disrespecting the flag. That is awful advice. It's it is disrespecting Chinese crap. <laughs> what they make in that country is garbage. Wow, it's some kind of an Asian fusion. Okay. I don't know what it is. Okay, let's. Uh, it's not anything okay. of quality. Okay. It's okay. garbage. Well, you they have... work their. They work their workers till they die. <laughs> yep. They're not right. They don't respect them. There's no unions. Okay. <laughs> Low okay. wages. Yeah. Don't even get me started. I did I, I I you didn't, did. I didn't. I, I didn't you get did. you started. I literally, I, I, I made
0: one comment about how you walked into the studio and now we're here.
2: But That's how life works. Okay. You know? It's okay. a big series of questions. Well, it's a, it's a,
0: <laughs> that is unexpectedly profound American. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, we have a lot of questions for mm-hmm. you uh, from viewers.
2: Well, I heard the ratings have been down. You know, you guys need a little boost. <laughs> a little boost. I get right. it. Uh, so first, ding-dang over for, here. First, first, Simon Canning uh, has tweeted in the
0: question, where the f*** have you been and why?
2: <laughs> it's a good question, Simon First of all, I yeah. appreciate the way it's worded It's straightforward There's a, You're not beating around the bush there You're literally asking me where the f*** have I been Yeah uh, The answer is this I've been trying to do something special I've uh, actually been attempting Or was attempting Uh to be the first man to circumnavigate the globe on a jet ski, is that? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. How, I mean, obviously that is not possible. Well, that's what they said. Well, that's because that's what the designers of jet ski said. <laughs> no, that's what everybody said. Oh, the okay. scientific community, yeah, even a religious community chimed in. Well, <laughs> really, just my priest was like, "You should not do this." Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, I didn't listen. Yeah. And I was going, no, you know what? They told that to Amelia Earhart, look how great she ended up, you know. Yeah. And they yeah. told that Still to uh, the other guy, yep. Still you know, right? Lindy, what's his name? Lindy, the guy whose baby they took. <laughs> yeah, they told That's... it to him. The point is this: yeah. yeah, I I almost did it. Did you? Yeah. Really? How far, how far did almost? you get? Yeah. I got a well. I got off uh, the Long Island Sound out into the Atlantic. Um <laughs> yeah. And what happened was this: I ran out of gas, but I knew that <laughs> I had to pack a little bit of extra gas. And that's, then I had it. That sounds very dangerous. Well, no, hold on a minute. Yeah. Now, what I did was I put a sail on my jet ski. Um, so, uh, it, look, it got a little bit. The truth of the matter is, I didn't make it that far, but there were yeah. some initial design flaws yeah. with my team <laughs> okay. um, on, okay. on the jet ski. We're trying to make well, kind of a long range jet ski. We're working on it right now. The boys down at the okay. the shop are working on it. Okay, well, that, that, that's good to
1: know. Uh, Andy, j- j- have you got any questions from Bugler? Well, th- this one actually uh, this one came in from Otto who says, Dear American, you and Edward Snowden on your jet skis, how long would you be able to outrun the authorities? Well, first of all, if I was next to
2: Snowden on my jet ski, I'd turn <laughs> around and handcuff him because <laughs> he's a criminal.
0: He's, really? So that's interesting. We, we've had a lot of other questions from buglers saying, you now, is he an American hero or is he an American villain?
2: Oh, it's a very simple answer. You know, I don't even know why it's still up for grabs here. He was initially an American hero. Because he ratted out the Obama nanny state for spying on us, and I said this guy deserves a medal. Then all of a sudden he's got to open his big mouth about how we're spying on other countries. Right. Yeah, of course we're spying on other countries. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, what do you got? You got to tell everybody now and make it awkward for us. <laughs> so then he became, he went right there from hero that to Benedict Arnold. Right. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: He's a Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Really? You yeah. You feel that strongly about it?
2: Yeah. He, so, yeah, so he ha- was a traitor, Benedict. Arnold. So,
0: so yeah, that is that is <laughs> yeah. correct. So, how? So, are you uh, are you you okay then with with uh, the U.S. government spying
2: through your your emails and and no, and of t- course not. But I'm okay with them spying through your emails. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I want to know what's going on over in England. I want to know what's going on in Russia. I don't ever trust the Russians. This whole BS. The last couple of years, we're yeah. friends. We've never been friends with the Russians. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, this okay. Poutine character. I don't trust them poutine. one bit. Any man who doesn't wear a shirt. On a horse, yeah. I don't trust. Okay, not want well, a shirt's fine, yeah. but not on a live animal. Okay, uh,
1: p- p- any live animal. A, or, yeah.
2: yeah, any yeah. live animal. You're around that animal, you put a shirt on. P- is it's a just a out of respect. Yeah. Um, out of I just out of laws of nature. You don't want bad skin touching a pig or something.
0: <laughs> well, on the subject of geography, we have uh, Mr. Graham Pierce uh, says, uh, "Can you point to Syria on a map of the world? In fact, can you <laughs> identify any country apart from those in North America?"
2: Well, I mean, look. There's a hunk of countries over there. There is a hunk. With, uh, you know, like around uh, Israel over there. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? Syria? Yeah. What's the difference between Syria and Israel? Well, no, no. Historically. I know where Israel is, but then there's a whole group that surrounds it. You know, like Iran, Syria. Yeah. You know, Liberia, you know, hysteria. I don't know what he's... It doesn't make a difference. (laughs) All I know is they're all bad. They're all bad. (laughs) They're all bad. Yeah. Is Israel good? It's good and then bad. It's not that complicated. There's a little bit of strip of good in a big sea of bad. I mean, that is. What like, do I need to know with borders, which, which way? I don't know.
0: That is actually a pretty good way to articulate American foreign policy.
2: <laughs> yeah. you know, like well, That's the thing. We always overcomplicate things. Just, well, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, there's a red ring around a blue ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's good and there's bad. Black,
1: you know, black white, yin and yang. This, uh, this question came in from Johnny Ingram, who writes, uh, do you think John's hosting of The Daily Show is destroying everything that makes America great? We, we had a number of questions basically along the same oh. lines, so just, a lot of people yeah. are, would, would definitely definitely answer that yes. Well, what's your view on it, American? Well, look, I'll be
2: quite honest with you. I'm more of a ben, Glenn Beck guy than a John Stewart guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just think know. if you're going to get you know, somebody who gets it.
0: You want the truth.
2: Yeah, you want you want that you want the you want someone who's not afraid to give you the truth. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, so look, uh, you know, to me, John, uh, one guy, John, one other guy, John, yeah. hosting a show. I don't know. It's, it's just another thing that you're not going to watch. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you know what I mean. There's only so much room in my TiVo, and Duck Dynasty's got a lot of reruns going on <laughs> <Duck> right now. <laughs>
1: I
0: mean he makes a certainly and in terms of like the US TV ratings that is definitely that checks out (laughs) well that's because it's a good show Duck Dynasty (laughs) is uh, viewers may not know it's about a group of men who make make duck calls to go and shoot, shoot
2: ducks. And yeah, but in other words, you
0: think- It's popular on an inexplicable <laughs> scale. Well,
2: it's not inexplicable. I mean, they, they, they're they people <laughs> yeah. who work hard. Yeah. It's a family business. It is. You, it's you not some big, yeah. yeah, it's not some big, you know, Monsanto or whatever <laughs> you call it over yeah. there. Yeah, These guys, they sit around, the father and son, they have beards like yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They sit there, they carve duck whistles they, out of wood. They do. You know, Jesus yeah. was a carpenter, you know? Yeah, <laughs> okay, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's about real people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. about real things. Okay, so yeah, yeah Duck Dynasty. Yeah. That's uh, why it's a reality show. They <laughs> should start, by the way, I think they should start making reality movies. You know, movies that aren't, you know, movies that are like about real things. You know?
1: Reality movies. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, the Love Guru was basically a kind of pioneer in that field. Let's right? not.
2: Let's not.
0: There's no need By the to way, this so, to love, that <laughs> <laughs>
1: love that movie.
2: Love that
0: movie.
2: Literally... I mean, talk about an underrated comedy of our generation.
0: Oh, God, that hurts a little bit.
2: That hurts a little bit. (laughs) I saw that movie on a flight down to Miami Beach. I almost
1: wet my pants. (laughs) Oh, God, that hurts. That hurts worse than the alternative. Uh, Nick Johnson asks, What kind of political system do you have when a woman talking nonstop for 11 hours is seen as a hero? uh,
0: If you don't know, that's uh, Senator uh, uh, Wendy, uh, State Senator Wendy Davis in Texas. She she filibustered uh, an abortion bill down in the Texas Senate this week, uh, eventually successfully. But she spoke on her feet for eleven hours. Uh, That's
2: the background to that. Uh, What what do you what do you think of it? I don't know. You know what I call a woman speaking for eleven hours? Marriage, right, guys? Huh? How come you won't give me a high five over? I don't (laughs) understand. That's a good joke. I just can't. I cannot high five that. It's not. It's an awful. It's awful. That's 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 just awful. I'll tell you one thing. I will say about Texas. Good for them. If you're gonna make someone filibuster, at least make them do it. Well, that's (laughs) well, that's a fair point. Stand up and do it. This nonsense in Washington. Hey, uh, I'm filibustering. Yeah. Hey, hey, gray hair, old man. Why don't you stand up? See how your prostate could stand it (laughs) in thirteen hours, huh? Mr. Flomax, see what you could do. <laughs> Maybe make the system work a little bit. If you couldn't just say I'm filibustering, but you actually have to filibuster, you know what he's I mean? A, 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 this the
0: terrifying thing is, Andy, he's actually right there. That is, <laughs> that is objectively right. That is, that, that's how crazy things have got. He is yeah. right about that. Yeah. Um, I'm right about most
2: things. You no, guys you're just right are scared. about that Look, one Being thing. scared of the truth doesn't make me not right. That <laughs> makes you fearful.
1: Okay, it uh, was another okay. question on on filibustering from from uh, Love Rhino or Lovrinho, I'm not sure. Possibly right. a Brazilian footballer. It's probably Love <laughs> uh, A lot
2: of creative names out there right now. The, if the how America- about this blue, how about this blue? Right, <laughs> blue. All of a sudden, that's a name. Northwest. That's true. That northwest. That, what are we talking about?
0: That's Kanye here? West. Northwest is Northwest is that now? We're Where
1: going northwest. Well, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> Uh, if the American were to filibuster a bill, what bill would be worthy and what tricks would he employ? Well, you know, somebody asked uh, this on the Twitters yesterday.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good, you know, I, I was trying to think of like a movie I liked. And then I, uh, and then like, you know, a lot of times, well, most of the time they'll make a movie into you know, a novel. You know, it's a good way to read a book if you don't, you know, well, if, you, if you, yeah. And uh, there was a, there was a novelization of uh, one of my favorite movies that came out uh, when I was younger called, uh, with Corey Haim and Corey Fomel called "License to Drive," yes. and uh, this is an interesting movie. Deep cut, um, deep yeah, cut. it's an interesting movie uh, because you know not everyone, uh, not everyone's uh, uh, you know able to get a driver's license, and I think uh, this movie really, you know, it's worth watching. I put, <laughs> put it on your queue. Put it on your cue the Love Guru. Um, but I would probably read. A, I would probably read one of my you know a book. I would probably read a book. And then, yeah. um, but Bill, I don't know anything that, uh, my guess is, you know, anything Obama proposed, I guess. Really, <laughs> does it matter Pre- which President, one it is?
0: President Obama. Pre- let's, let's, let's. You
2: call him President Obama. Well, he, no, he, President
0: Obama. <laughs> yeah, President, Obama. President, Pre- President Obama. President Obama. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you don't I mean, again, anything he's done. I mean,
2: again, when the birth certificate comes in, we'll see. <laughs> oh, come on. Has that not been settled? Have <laughs> we not settled that? I know we've stopped talking about it. <laughs> There's a difference between getting distracted and the truth.
0: <laughs> well, all sure, right, Aristotle you <laughs> Well Told you I had an awakening out there well American we uh, we, we got it is that look a man finds out about himself when he's stuck on a jet ski 30 miles off the Long Island Sound yeah you're a for truth. over
2: 4 or 5 hours in the hot sun you yeah. start to think
0: <laughs> you start to think <laughs> yeah. uh, American I, I cannot thank you enough for being here I think you made a
2: good coherent point in the middle of all of that I, I think it may have been accidental you know you guys like the like Those little jabs to me You know what I mean (laughs) You like to undercut sometimes And I don't mind I get it There's a little rivalry here You know what Uh I mean I get it You know we're the best You used to be the best I understand um, but I will say this: It's always a pleasure to see you guys. Well, that's very. And cool. this, and this close to July Fourth, I think it's important Uh-oh. to really be friendly and sweet if you see a British person, because really? it's a very tough holiday for them. Don't forget, <laughs> it is. Don't forget that is. That's you know what I mean? Nice, it's yeah. like it's like uh, you that, know, it's like celebrating D Day around a German. It's, you know what I mean? You just want to be. Let's not You want to be friendly. Not, you want to be not, friendly, but at the not, same time, remind them, remind them they were wrong. <laughs> All right. Oh. So how, how do you go wrong? I mean, so how are you going to be celebrating it this year? The way I do ever. You're blowing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. What I you mean? We, you know, I think this year, I think what we're going to do is uh, I have a lot of my friends I sent out a mass email, which people yeah. love, by the way. Group <laughs> And this BCC nonsense, unnecessary. Uh-uh. That's the way you get people to get in touch. Anyway, uh, I told them all. I said, go around your house. Look underneath. And if it says made in China, yeah, put it in a box. Oh, no. We're gonna put a barge out on the Sound, and we're gonna we're gonna blow it up. Um, Not even fireworks. We're gonna stuff it with fireworks, yeah. but mainly with Chinese items, and just sink it and blow it up.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm a hundred percent sure that is against the law, and the EPA are gonna come down on you hard.
2: Oh yeah, the EPA. Oh okay, yeah. nannies, nannies, nannies. You know, running after me. Uh, yeah. The environment. Let me tell you about the environment. You know who's ruining it? The Chinese. Okay. By sinking their okay. stuff, okay. we're saving okay. the environment on the long the long oh, okay. term. Look okay. at that smog over that country. Okay.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, well, happy July the fourth. It does hurt to say that yeah. a little. Yeah, USA, USA, USA. Okay, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, There it is. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, no,
2: we'll look. We'll look forward to hearing from you next time. Yeah. Hey, you know, you guys, you guys got my number, right? Yeah. There's... You know, feel free to dial it. You know. <laughs> okay. Feel free to dial it. We will look. I'll lower my rate if that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: American, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Nice to be. Here. Uh, So that's it for this week. Uh, I think we promised you a British Lions rugby update, but we've run out of time because of our special guest this week. Uh, So we have to leave the studio. So uh, uh, we will have the exclusive result of the British Lions test series in the next full bugle in uh, three weeks time. So otherwise you're just not going to know unless you're actually at the ground, as we are the exclusive rights holders to that series. Uh, we will probably put out some half assed bullshit sub-bugles to assuage your grief and staunch your tears of devastation due- the lack of a full bugle over the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, again, check out the SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash bugle, uh, and thebuglepodcast.com, where you also find links to uh, the greatest test cricket show. Uh, and uh, what a couple of weeks off, you won't be able to see John on The Daily Show for the next, no. next no. two weeks. So it's, um, yeah. it's going to be a tough, tough fortnight for everyone, John. So uh, the world <laughs> is going. going to seem an emptier fine. place. <laughs> um, until uh, so, we will talk at you next next week or the week after. We'll be back with Bugle 241 in three weeks' time. Until then, Buglers, goodbye. Bye.
2: Listen now.